Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's a Thursday here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, and it is time to get riled up on the Cowboys with my man, Tom Ryle, and your boy, Roy White. And there's plenty to get riled up on the Cowboys about just a week away from the NFL Combine beginning. A little bit different of a Combine look because we're not going to get any aptitude tests this time around. Oh, what a shame. I'm sure we'll all (laughs) miss them. Uh, But really... We need to start with the news surrounding the Cowboys, Tom, uh, not regarding any potential extensions or re-signings or even releases that may be coming in the near future. This is the news that was celebrated this week, that Jimmy Johnson is back in the advisory fold, baby! (laughs) Yeah, he got, apparently he got on the uh, well-known and famous Jerry Jones Cowboys Advisory Council. Wait a minute. There is no advisory council. (laughs) The the advisory council of which the admission price is spend a night in Jerry's suite and whisper sweet (laughs) nothings into his ear. Because as we all know, he loves to talk about his favorite product, his favorite toy with just about anybody who will listen. That's why he does a weekly radio show still, two of them, throughout the week, all throughout the NFL season. And to that end, like, yeah, I guess if anybody that whispers in Jerry's ear can be a part of the advisory board, then Jimmy may have found his way off, Tom. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. I would, And I would say this. I wouldn't mind if uh, Jerry listened a little bit more closely to Jimmy than some of the other people that maybe whisper in his ear. Because Jimmy yeah. knows something about football. Uh, yeah, but it also broke, and this is just something that, that came out yesterday, that once again, the Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable franchise in all of world professional sports. So, uh, north of $9 billion in value, which is apparently nearly a $2 billion increase over last year according to the particular site that this that, that listed this uh nbc news sports uh did a little something about that just a little tweet and there's an article up on the website for those of you that want to just check it out real quick it'll take you like three seconds to read i know because i wrote it uh but you know of course so i was sense- interested tom in your reaction to the reaction surrounding Jimmy, I guess, I mean, kind of tongue-in-cheek, making a joke that he had joined Jerry's advisory board. Look, it, look, we're all hungry for some meat to chew on here uh, about the Cowboys. And, you know, 
there's not much. There's some things that could happen, but they haven't happened yet. So we're just sitting here speculating about when they're going to happen and what they're going to look like uh, and which things are going to happen because they're there. It could be, you know, like, a, a you know, choose from column A and two from column B, that kind of thing. Uh, and so people ran with this. Uh, you know, I think somebody might have run with it. Uh that maybe shouldn't have made such a big noise about it, you know, but we'll just leave that. We won't throw any names around or anything like that. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to share that one with me because I didn't know who you were referring to when you mentioned that in our show prep. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll drop that on you later uh, because I don't want to burn any bridges out there. Uh, I suppose I'm just surprised that anybody took it truly to heart or seriously, but then again, I suppose, uh, say hi. Say, Say hi, hi to Odie. Odie's barking. Howdy, Odie. We get an appearance from one of the three Greek gods, uh, uh, of which we call Tom's dogs. If you haven't met them before, welcome. Welcome uh, to Riled Up. They get riled up, too, if you don't yeah, know. Um, but, but no, I, I thought it was uh, just a funny commentary in regards to how we're so desperate for any conversation, any news, that an item like that can make its way around the world twice before the truth has a chance to put its britches on. And when you put that quote without the tongue and cheek context in which Jimmy delivered it, you put that quote in a tweet or in a headline, it's likely to get some folks chirping. And that's precisely what happened. So I'm not surprised that anybody got fooled by yeah. that. Um, give a little grace perhaps to whoever's out there that made that mistake. But then again, like if they've been around the team long enough, a little bit shame on them for making that mistake to begin with. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, and and you know, I didn't actually go and read the original article because I just kind of went about it. So it may actually not have sounded as bad as as the other people made it sound. They may have taken it more seriously than even the original was. So I'll just leave that lay that to bed. You know, the Cowboys right now they 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 have accomplish something major their big task the first thing coming after the uh the last snap of the super bowl was taken and the final whistle sounded uh they replaced dan quinn with mike zimmer which has been covered at infinitum it is now old news uh they're still you know adding some assistant coaches to the staff but that's now down to kind of the grinding part of building the staff. You know, they've got the big stuff done. Now they got to get down to the little to the to the rest of it. That's going apace. Everything seems to be going along quite well there. Now, what are they going to do about the roster? That's the next task, and that's going to be occupying them from now. It's going to be the primary focus from this point forward until they complete the draft and get their UDFA signs. And then it will be, you know, there'll be constant some tweaking, but that's kind of it. Uh, one of the things that they have to look at uh, that's come up uh, is the franchise tag. Because for the past six years, the Cowboys have had a player that they've tagged to keep them without having to compete with other teams for their services, which comes with a price tag. The franchise tag as a one-year deal is pretty expensive. It's designed to, you know, pay the, the player among the top at their position. Uh, 
I think it's average of the top five salaries at their position yeah. from a year a yearly average standpoint. So it's not cheap, and it's typically reserved for players who are about to get a big contract if they were to hit free agency, but you maybe want to put them on one more prove-it type of deal. Yeah. And the simple fact is, is this year, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, one of our fellow uh, writers at Blogging the Boys, Brandon Laurie, took a really good look at this. Uh, and when you look at the players that are the Cowboys free agents, their own free agents right now, there's a lot that would be nice to have back. But there's nobody that jumps out there as somebody you want to get into a bidding war with, which essentially the franchise tag is just throwing out a really big bid to scare other people off. Um, yeah, I also look at it as a tool in which you keep a guy that you can't afford to lose. For the Cowboys, I think last year's candidate kind of anticipated, like personified that in Tony Pollard. It wasn't necessarily that he could have gotten that much money on the open market. In fact, I think if he went on the open market, he would have not gotten $10 million annually. But the Cowboys as a team, given their situation at the position, could not afford to not bring him back. Yeah, that's hindsight may say, well, maybe that wasn't necessarily true because if Rico Dowdle and Malik Davis had been taking his snaps – with maybe a little seasoning from Hunter Lepke and give Deuce Vaughn a few more shots at it. Would the running well, game still have produced, you know, something similar? I think that it's very possible. And and I think the Cowboys are looking at, at the Pollard experience as well as the fact that they have got a tight salary cap situation. Uh, and, you know, also – with the hit, you know, running back, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Who is it right now that they have that you say, like, man, they can't afford to lose? Maybe He's also on an expiring contract. Yeah. That, and that just doesn't exist with this team right now. Yeah, the closest thing would be Tyron Smith, but he is not looking for another big payday. He got his big payday like 10 years ago and seems to be very content. With the seventy some odd million dollars or something, I don't know how much totally he's been paid out. But oh, yeah. you know, it's enough. I'm not that saying most... he isn't. I'm not saying he probably isn't very happy, and that he hasn't made a lot of money. But I think we both agree, Tyron Smith has been significantly underpaid for the majority of his career. Yeah. And I think in order to bring him back, you wouldn't have to go to the franchise tag. I think you could again get an under market value salary for Tyron Smith specifically because, A, his injury history, and, B, his comfortability with the staff, with the community, and with the area. And you also have to look at the fact that he has missed time for, what, seven, eight years now? Uh, it's like it seems almost his entire career he's out for at least a handful of games. He's missed an entire season. And, you know, it's – Majority of practices as well, right? That also needs to be pointed out because, I mean, that's a huge part of consistency, especially offensive line play, right? You need these guys to be familiar with one another. Yeah. I think if he does come back, and I think there's an excellent chance they're going to work out a deal that's going to pay him less than the uh, 
going market right for starting left tackles, uh, but still is going to help him put a little bit more money in his account. I think we'll still see him basically sitting out most of the time because I think with just the walkthrough portion of practice and stuff, what does he have to learn? He was just fine. Really? Uh, yeah, he, he seems to go out and play quite well without practicing. Saves his body. Uh, you know, he he still performed at a, a a pretty consistently high level when he was healthy last season. He didn't miss a lot of time, so I think the Cowboys could look at him and go like, man, we can get 12, 13, 14 games out of this guy maybe and let's roll with it. I'm on board with that. I You know, I don't see them going for any tech. I could see them doing kind of the, playing the same game. Uh, you know, with uh, Tyler Biotish, maybe uh, they could maybe offer Pollard something more affordable and bring him back. I, I and you know, you can go down the list. Uh, I think you know, I think we're going to see some re-signings, but we're not going to see anything like we've seen in the past where they they made a splashy one. Uh, because right now they don't have any on the expiring contract. That's that's definitely someone that they didn't need to bring back. And so uh, I would agree. No use for the franchise tag. Uh, Tyron ideally does get re-signed, I suppose, just to play devil's advocate and have the conversation. Might they be better off financially by sliding Tyler Smith out today outside and trying to sign perhaps a guard in free agency as interior linemen? Historically have been less expensive, although here recently that – has kind of that trend has been a little bit bucked, especially with the way that teams are putting more of a focus on the interior of their offensive line and protecting the quarterback. Yeah. And it's kind of been leveling out of the offensive line. You know, the right tackle is suddenly just about as important as the left tackle. And, you know, so we kind of seeing that go up across the board, but yeah, I just, I don't think we're going to see much there. Now that could mean that Tony Pollard is gone. And I ain't worried. I ain't scared, man. I think that's that's entirely something that could be managed. You know, they currently have Malik Davis and Deuce Vaughn under contract. And as I mentioned, the Hunter Lepke, you know, you can Hunter Lepke, I think, could be used uh, especially as a big short yardage back, you know, after he goes through a lot of uh, fumble drills. Uh, yeah, if but, you're new to the pod, if you're new to the pod, you need to know that Tom has been a Hunter Lepke fanboy since he was since he was taken in the draft a season ago. Not like from that. No, he was a he's UDFA or undrafted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, since uh, they picked him up, Tom has been on this guy and and seen the potential of this guy. But you need to know that also when it comes to. Tops love for Hunter Lepke. And I don't disagree with it. Just pointing it out yeah. that you've been on yeah. him for a good bit in terms yeah, of he's, his he, he's he would he has some special specific roles I think he can fill. Uh and you know, I I'd like to see him try that. Uh, however, I think there's a good chance that they do bring back a running back, but not Tony Pollard. I am going to be watching what they do with Rico Dowdle. I think he showed them enough last year that they might go out because he didn't show them enough that he's going to be out there, you know, commanding big money. But yep. they could bring him back probably cheaper than Pollard would sign for. And I'm not too sure they lose anything if they do that. Uh, then your fallback is 
you know, maybe you pick up a late round running back or you just wait till free agency shakes out and see who's still out there looking for work, maybe getting a little desperate because they don't have a job yet because all our teams are going to be looking for the back, the backs of the draft because there's, there's, there's always a bunch of backs that get taken in the draft and some of them turn out to be very good right off the bat. It's a cycle we see every year right now because running back just seems to be one of those plug-and-play positions uh, where the there's a lot of people that are quite capable of performing at the NFL level out there. Cowboys let things shake out and then, hey, grab themselves a low-cost guy to fill in. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a... 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, this is where the Cowboys' historical strategy and free agency of hanging back and letting the market develop will finally play in their favor. Because when it comes to running backs, there are always, there are always more quality backs available than our musical chairs to fill. And as Tom mentioned, when we get to really, I mean, right when it turns to April, for whatever reason, we get equidistance far enough away from the beginning of free agency and close enough to the NFL draft that teams do just say, we're turning our attention to these players because at this point, what running back X is demanding in free agency at $1.5 or $2 million is $1.5 million more than we're going to pay rookie Y who we can take in three weeks. And Oh, by the way, have him under contract for the next four years. So if the Cowboys do let this play out, I think there will be an option. Just some names that were suggested by NFL.com as cut candidates from the NFC. One of those guys that they suggested was actually cut today uh, here on Wednesday, and that was the safety for the Detroit Lions. But the running backs that they suggest that could be cut and could be released as cap casualties from their teams, Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones. Right. This is in addition to names like Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry, who have both been floated out there as potential options for the Dallas Cowboys. To me, 
like all four of these names are a little bit too cache to think that the Cowboys will be able to pay the money and would pay the money to afford them. But then again, again, that's four names right there that will be looking for jobs potentially. And there's plenty of other quality running backs behind them coming in free agency. And that price tag could, could sag too as things develop. Now, you mentioned potential cap casualties or whatever players that could be released. Uh, There's a couple on that list from the Dallas Cowboys. Two wide receivers that have been come up, and that's Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup. And now I will go to bat and say that I'd hang on to Brandon Cooks, and I can give you eight reasons for that. That's how many touchdowns he scored. He seems to be more valuable when they get in close to the end zone. Kind of a a surprising red zone threat. Uh, Gallup just didn't show much last year. He's still got that hangover from the injury, it seems like. He finally seems to be coming along a little. But he only scored two touchdowns, less than 500 yards uh, of receiving. And another guy that has helped us out here in doing it excellent job of looking into the situation is Dan Rogers, who looked at the fact that he basically is calling it. He says that a Michael Gallup release is pretty much inevitable. And, you know, I think he may, he may wind up being able to tuck that in his uh, list of wins because it makes a lot of sense. Uh, You know, uh, you know, Dan's not afraid to jump out there and take a take a hard stance, and you know, and he's also not afraid to say, "Well, I blew that one," but he does get a lot of his calls right. Uh, good mind. It's another article I suggest you go back to blogging the boys and and look up because you'll be a little bit smarter for reading for reading it. I think. Yeah, um, and it just details the fact that I mean, ultimately, it's it's the long term cost that mm-hmm. you're gonna you know and again read it in detail it's very well written but it's the long-term cost that you can be out from if you release michael gallup and with brandon cooks right the final year of his two-year deal is in 2024 so that provides you with some cap flexibility after that contract runs out and Mm -hmm. as you stated i mean he was a serviceable more than serviceable i think number two in the second half of the year he did have a slow start to what we would attribute that like to pretend and say that that was scheme related or you know what have you I don't know to the extent of what that was related to we all saw the offense and the difference of of what they were before and after the San Francisco 49er game and I think Brandon Cooks did find his footing in that regard Michael Gallup really never found it and I can't have two borderline number two wide receivers competing for that spot I just can't. I got to take the one who has showed me more in recent days, in recent years. That's Brandon Cooks. And Michael Gallup can find his way onto another franchise and onto another team, hopefully. Yeah, and I think the Cowboys uh, probably think they can come up with something through Jalen Tolbert started to come along a little bit last year. They've got a lot of other guys on, you know, futures contracts and and stuff and – They've got the draft. Uh, they may be able to pick somebody up in free agency on the cheap again, waiting late enough, see what comes along. So I don't think they would have 
I don't think they should have any hesitation about moving on from Gallup. It's just sometimes you just have to say, okay. I mean, he got paid. He got paid when he was injured. The Cowboys did something that that kind of we went like, ah, this seems like a risk, and it looks like a gamble they lost on. So, yeah, uh, I think he makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, wish all the best to him. Hope he catches on somewhere else and, and you know, comes back a little bit. Uh, but, you know, he could well be like, you know, Cedric Wilson, you know, not quite the same story, but he left, went to Miami and kind of didn't do much. Uh, so sometimes you're, you, it just doesn't work out for you. And I think this is just a case where he, he didn't come back enough from the injury. Uh, and I don't know that there's a whole lot more he can come back. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I'll go with Dan on this one and follow his lead and say that I'm kind of expecting to hear that Michael's left the team. As we talked about, the NFL draft will officially begin next week. The combine. The Cowboys – the combine, rather. Thank you. Uh, the combine. The Cowboys will, you would assume – have a focus on several positions and several positions they won't pay any attention to, right? I mean, the obvious one that gets the most attention, the Cowboys should have no interest in, that's the quarterbacks. Uh, But I think if I could detail the positions in which I would be most interested in the Cowboys pursuing or keeping an eye on, in no particular order, offensive line, defensive end, Interior defensive lineman, whatever that looks like, linebacker, safety. And if you want to sprinkle in running back, wide receiver, depending on how free agency shakes out, you can convince me of that as well. Anything I'm missing in regards to the target area that Cowboys fans will likely be focusing on. Yeah, the O-line can clearly include both tackles and the interior of the offensive line. Uh, That's Great, you know, it's a really good list, except you start counting and you realize the Cowboys only have seven draft picks this year, and they don't have one at all in the fourth round. Uh, they've got a lot. Yeah, I think their next pick uh, after the, the after the second day doesn't come till the end of the fifth round when they're getting into the compensatory picks. So the Cowboys are kind of short on draft capital this year. I think they've got one of the least amounts in terms of the value of the picks they have to work with. Ah, man. Ah, you know, so, you know, you've got to try to use your, 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 your picks in the first three rounds to get you some really good players, figure out where you really need to spend that. And then, you know, Will McClay better be working his butt off, you know, which I think the man always does. But they're going to have to be looking not only for those diamonds in the rough, but they're going to have to be looking hard at the UDFA crop because they're going to have to hope to maybe uh, strike a little gold there too just to help fill out these positions. Uh, I think we got to kind of accept the fact that there's going to be somewhere the Cowboys are going into training camp really a little bit light. Uh, just because they don't have the resources. I mean, I agree. It's it's nearly a certainty that they will have to skimp somewhere. I do think, though, if they allocate their resources in free agency intelligently 
And that's by like identifying the positions that don't get paid well and are typically underpaid at the at the mid-tier level in terms of production at the position, right? This is running back and linebacker specifically, right? These at the top end, the best of the best are paid like the best at every position. Make no mistake about it, right? The Christian McCaffrey's of the world, the uh, you know, um Fred Warner's of the world, they're gonna be paid like the best at their position. But when you get outside of those top five, top six guys, the mid-tier is really what separates it and where you can find value, I believe, in free agency versus the draft. Now, I'm not necessarily saying they won't still target those players in the draft. But for me, if I'm going to prioritize trying to identify positions in the draft, in free agency, where I can then maximize the value that I'm going to get when I take these players in the draft, right? That surplus value, which you and I have talked about in the past and we'll probably dive into again at some point. Uh, yeah. think that I think that strategy lies in spending their money in free agency on those positions and trying to fill in the draft on the others. Yeah. And Espe- that's assuming es- it hits. Especially if you can sign some free agents with a fairly low signing bonus and – not be afraid if you do hit something in the draft to just, you know, let them go when it becomes obvious that they, you've got a better option now. Yeah. I, 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 and I really could see them maybe signing a few more free agents this year uh, just to kind of fill out things like that, going that route, looking, you know, it's, as, as you said, this could be a year the bargain shopping actually kind of works for them. Uh, you know, it, it hasn't very often, but this may be a year that kind of bucks that trend. Now, that is going to require some cap space. Uh, you know, cap space may not be real money, but it is a real factor that you have to account. You have to do the, the funny money book juggling, uh, you know, kind of, you know, it's kind of like trying to evaluate your property in New York and stuff uh, to the banks versus to the IRS. Anyway, I'll leave that alone. They are going to have to find some more cap space. Uh, two names that everybody's talking about where they may be looking are Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb. Uh, they are the two places they can find the most cap space. They can just restructure Prescott uh, without actually extending him and develop $22 million in space, according to Over the Cap. Uh, if they extended both him and Lamb, they could get up to $39 million to work with. And they have several other players they can pull that figurative lever on their contract that lets them restructure, which is the players have no say in this and usually are just grinning when they hear it happen because all they do when they restructure a player is they convert future salary to some kind of a bonus and pay that to them right now. So, you know, all of a sudden the player's bank account takes a big swell and he's like, oh, let's go out and buy myself a new fancy car, you know, or something like that. Uh, that's coming. Uh, they have to do this. We know they've got to take some steps because this, the league year starts on March the 13th and the Cowboys, they're in the hole. Uh, I think to the tune of about $22 million, which, you know, uh, Prescott could help them with that when they're all by himself. 
but they've got to at least get to there just to be able to meet the cap uh, when the league year starts. So, you know, we know that's going to happen. That's probably going to be some of the biggest news we see breaking is, is they, they did this, they did that. Uh, and we'll see how it totals up and how much uh, salary cap space they build up, how quickly they build it up. That will also give us a hint what's going to, they're going to start to be doing starting March 13th when the teams can actually openly talk to the free agents they've been backdoor negotiating with all along. I, yeah. I didn't I didn't say that. Did <laughs> well, to put that together then, right, it sounds like Tom Ryle here on the podcast is predicting that a CDUM extension happens within the next two weeks. I, yeah, I kind of think uh, it's, it it's, to. it's more likely than not that they're going to move on Lamp. Prescott, I can still go and see them going either way. Uh, giving themselves the freedom to make a, a a decision at the end of the year, which you know, but you know, I I don't know. That's uh, you know, it, you have to ask yourself the question: Is Prescott good enough to take them to the promised land, or is he just good enough to keep leading them to disappointment? You know, I hate to even bring that up. I know we've got some Dak fans He's out there, and him. there's some. That detractors out there, and I'm not sure. You know, I'm not trying to take sides in this. I'm just saying the team may want. They may, you know, who knows? I, I'm not Jerry Jones. I'm not Mike McCarthy. I don't know what they really are thinking along these lines. And obviously, McCarthy's input on that is restricted by the fact that this is the last year of his contract, and he has to see this team do something if he plans to come back. Hmm. Well, I can promise you this, uh, whichever way it goes, whether he gets extended or he does not, the DAC debate will rage on um, as it has seemingly for the last millennia. Um, <laughs> yeah. Seemingly forever. No, uh, but truthfully, I mean, look, until something different happens, it's hard for us going, for us all to come to a consensus on what Dak Prescott and the Cowboys truly are other than – underachievers up to this point. And I think that is the only thing we can safely say about this franchise over the last 28 years. Uh, yeah. So we'll end it there. You guys give us your thoughts. Make sure to comment there on the article from Tom and please check out all the other great content that we mentioned within this podcast. Brandon Laurie with an incredible article. Right. Uh, David Howman, another article that I just want to point out, we didn't even mention in this podcast, but he did a deep dive into the analytic department of the Dallas Cowboys. He's on part two right now and part three will be released later on this week. I highly encourage those of you that are interested in that aspect of how the Cowboys evaluate and prepare for football. I would be very interested to hear your thoughts on that. So please check out all the great content at bloggingtheboys.com. Tom and I, of course, appreciate you guys engaging with us. You can follow him at Tom Ryle BTB on Twitter. You can follow me at RW3, and you can follow all of our content at Blogging the Boys. And again, at bloggingtheboys.com. Make sure to subscribe to that YouTube channel as well. For Tom, I'm Roy. Y'all stay riled up on the Cowboys. We will see you next Thursday.